Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Dave Smith. It's Friday, July 8th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has been assassinated. A gunman fired two shots at a campaign event in western Japan, hitting Abe once in the back while he was speaking. Abe was airlifted to a hospital in critical condition and later died. The experience has shocked a nation where gun violence is extremely rare. A man in his early 40s was arrested at the scene. He appeared to have used a homemade gun built of pipes, wood, and black tape. Abe, who was 67 years old, was Japan's longest-serving prime minister. He stepped down two years ago due to health issues. He had remained an outspoken public figure, arguing for a more militaristic Japan. Leaders around the world are sharing their shock and sadness at the assassination of Shinzo Abe. The UK's now outgoing Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Twitter that his country stands with the Japanese people at this dark and sad time, while Indian Prime Minister Nahendra Modi called Abe a dear friend and said his country would observe a national day of mourning on Saturday. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz echoed support, and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said this heinous act of crime has no excuse. Excuse. Leaders from Australia, Italy, South Korea, Israel, and NATO also expressed condolences on Twitter. Elon Musk's plans to buy Twitter? It's looking less and less like that's going to work out. The Washington Post reports Musk's team has, quote, stopped engaging in certain discussions around funding for the $44 billion deal. It seems to be hung up on claims that Musk's team is making about not being able to verify how many of Twitter's users are spam accounts. They've said a change in direction in the deal is coming, though they didn't say what that change would be. On Thursday, President Biden presented the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the U.S.'s highest civilian honor to 17 recipients, including Simone Biles, Denzel Washington, and Megan Rapino. Megan did something really consequential. She helped lead the change for perhaps the most important victory for anyone on her soccer team or any soccer team. Equal pay for women. Also receiving the award for the first American to get the COVID-19 vaccine outside of clinical trials, a New York nurse named Sandra Lindsay. The ceremony was a welcome, positive moment for the White House as Biden's approval rating fell below 40 percent in most polls last month. Earlier this week, oil prices dipped below $100 a barrel, hitting a three-month low. But insider Phil Rosen says things changed on Thursday. Crude rebounded above $100 again, and Brent crude, the international benchmark, jumped all the way above $105. At the same time, gas prices in the U.S. have dropped for more than three weeks straight as driving demand has eased up. But even with the losing streak, prices at the pump are still more than 52% higher than a year ago. Phil Rosen writes Insider's 10 Things Before the Opening Bell newsletter. In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott has ordered state police and the National Guard to intercept undocumented immigrants from Mexico and take them back to ports of entry. Immigration enforcement is usually reserved for the federal government, but Abbott says the unprecedented number of migrants crossing the border is forcing him to act. In case you forgot, Abbott is up for re-election in November. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back when you want to know the latest.
Coming up, we dive into why one government official wants Apple and Google to get rid of TikTok on their platforms. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners, like Notion, Unifor, and Salesloft. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. TikTok is among the most popular and fastest growing apps in the world. It's based in the U.S., but it's owned by a Chinese company called ByteDance. A recent BuzzFeed News investigation based on leaked recordings from meetings at TikTok has raised questions about how much of users' data is being shared with ByteDance in China and whether the Chinese government can access it. TikTok has denied sharing user data with the Chinese government, but FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr is now calling for Google and Apple to remove TikTok from their app stores or explain why the app isn't violating privacy policies. Thanks for joining us on The Refresh, Commissioner Carr. Good to be with you. Thank you. So we hear about personal data all the time, but what exactly is that? So what information about me do ByteDance employees potentially have access to? With TikTok, a lot of people look at it and they say, well, it's just funny dance videos or memes. What could possibly be the espionage value in that? And it's not the videos itself. What happens is once you put TikTok on your device, the video is just the sheep's clothing. Underneath, they're pulling everything from search and browsing history, keystroke patterns and rhythms, location, biometrics, including face prints and voice prints. So I'm not concerned about the videos going back to Beijing. I'm concerned about that underlying data having surveillance value and going back to Beijing. But why are you so concerned about that? What would be the problem if Beijing did have access to that? What we've seen there is a track record of taking that data and engaging in nefarious acts, whether it's blackmail, business industrial espionage, foreign influence campaigns. I also don't know that there's so much of a concern for any one individual with their data. But when you have millions and millions of Americans in the aggregate having this phone and that data then flowing back to China, that's where the concern is. So recently, TikTok CEO said that China-based employees can indeed access U.S. user data. This was following a lot of New York reporting from the New York Times and other publications. But does that necessarily mean the Chinese government can also access it? I think so. China has a national surveillance law that requires every entity there under its jurisdiction to collaborate with the Chinese government in its surveillance activity. So there's really hard to see any world in which data that flows back into the PRC doesn't end up being seen or used by the CCP. And for listeners who might be a little confused, CCP, Chinese Communist Party, PRC, People's Republic of China. That's right. But you're not going directly after TikTok, Commissioner. You want Google and Apple, which are American companies, to remove the app from their stores. Why? That's right. Well, I think that TikTok is a national security issue. There's plenty of precedent for Google and Apple to boot from the app store apps that have, for instance, sent data surreptitiously to servers in China were otherwise engaged in processing and using data inconsistent with their public representations. So it would be fair for Apple and Google to say, look, we're not national security experts. We're not going to boot Apple and TikTok based on the national security concerns you're raising. And my response would be, okay, but you are experts in applying your app store policies and surreptitious data flows by entities in the app store has been a basis before for Apple and TikTok to kick people out separate and apart from national security. 
And that's what I think they should do here. I do wonder, though, how realistic it is to ask these companies to remove the app. I mean, according to some numbers, TikTok has around 80 million users in the US, and that number is only growing. It's a huge part of people's lives now. So is this a realistic ask? It's a big ask. That's that's for sure. And I understand these companies, they have you know supply chains deep into China as well. That could influence their decision here. But hopefully the Federal Trade Commission can step up. Also, there's a process being run out of the Treasury Department, an organization called CFIUS, that's looking at putting some increased controls in place, not just with TikTok, but with other entities. So while my ask is one, I would conceive of it as part of this broader federal effort to look at addressing the threats that uh, TikTok poses. Commissioner, do you ever go on TikTok? Do you have a TikTok? <laughs> I don't have TikTok, but I do go on the internet. And I see a lot of fun, interesting dance and video memes. And some people have criticized me and they said, well, you're just jealous because you don't know how to dance. That's why you want to get rid of TikTok. <laughs> uh, they're, they're certainly right. I don't know how to dance, but that's not the basis for my concern. Commissioner, thanks for chatting with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brendan Carr is a commissioner at the FCC. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. The Refresh from Insider is produced by Frank Alito, Grace Eliza Goodwin, and us, Rebecca Ibarra. And Carrie Donahue. I'm the executive producer sitting in for Dave Smith. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider. And we had extra help this week from Alan Haberchak. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful weekend.